What is up, guys? Chris Jardine, a.k.a. Snaggle J here with a brand new episode of The Snaggle Show. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm slash The Snaggle Show, or your podcast app of choice on Android or iOS. Uh, it's been a hot minute uh, since we had an episode. I know I keep saying that at the beginning of all these episodes, uh, but uh, I thought, you know what, today would be a good day for a kind of a update on uh, on what I've been doing in gaming related things. Uh, as I record this, it is December 11th, probably the same day that it's going to come out. Um, but we are one full month removed from the introduction of the next generation of gaming consoles. Uh, you know, the Xbox came out on the 10th of November. The PlayStation 5 came out on the 12th of November. Uh, I've had some videos up on my YouTube channel. Uh, I will link them in the show notes, uh, talking about the Xbox Series S, my initial thoughts in like the first few days of it. Um, update to that. I'm still digging it. I've been having a lot of fun with it. There's been a lot of gaming related things um, that have happened as of late. Uh, and I thought I would take an episode just to kind of break it down, tell you guys what I've been up to, what I've been playing, what kind of things I'm looking forward to playing. Um, and we're definitely absolutely going to get back to more podcast episodes. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have noticed or not, but I've made a more conscious effort uh, to be creating content as of late. I've been very active over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash snagglej. Again, you can find the description or the link in the show notes. Um, I've been uploading some videos. I think I've uploaded seven or eight videos now in the last, uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, doing mostly PGA stuff. I've been doing some GeoGuessr on there as well. Uh, I'm just having fun making YouTube videos right now. It's kind of a good time. Uh, I've been wanting to get back into making podcast episodes. Uh, I had considered kind of rebranding the podcast a little bit and, but I've decided to put that on hold for now, and we're going to stick with the Snaggle Show, um, the Snaggle Show moniker and the Snaggle Show branding for the meantime. Um, and my biggest thing is, you know what? I, I have gotten to a point right now where I am very happy with my place in, in gaming and the games I've been playing. And I'm going to take this episode and kind of talk about that. So let's rewind a little bit a month ago. Um, and maybe even let's say a week before the new consoles hit. Um, so I've been very clear. I didn't have any interest in getting a PS five at launch, um, which was a big departure for me, uh, because I have been in the PlayStation sphere for about a decade. Um, you know, I sold my Xbox 360 and got a PS3 back in 2010, and I've been with PlayStation ever since. And one of the reasons why I've always stuck with PlayStation was uh, my attachment to MLB The Show, and that kind of kept me in the in the PlayStation sphere. Um, and as I've gotten older and I've evolved a little bit, that 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 grip, I guess, that that title has had on me uh, has waned a little bit. 
Uh, I don't play it barely at all anymore. I still buy the product every year. I still support it, usually in the first month or so, by buying some stubs and stuff. And, and I really enjoy the product. It's a fantastic game. Uh, no, you know, this is not, oh, the OTP guy is going to trash Sony San Diego. That's not, that's not what's happening. I've just gravitated towards other things. Uh, and especially in, in 2020, where, you know, it, it came out at a time where so many things were happening, transitioning to work from home and, you know, like March, uh, is really, really busy for me. Um, you know, I, like I said, I played it for a good couple months and then I've moved on to other things and something that, it, that happened, you know, over the summer was I grew really fond of the Microsoft ecosystem. Uh, I got a new PC, uh, in the latter half of the summer and I got game pass for the first time. And I really enjoyed what Game Pass had to offer. It was it was great. Uh, I, I got to play a lot of games I normally wouldn't play. Um, you know, games that were are like games like Wasteland Three and Forza Horizon, which I haven't played in years um, since I think like the first one. Um, just getting to play, you know, good games for a low cost, and that was kind of you know, Flight Simulator is another great example. So, you know, when we got to the end of August, early September, I had made the decision that I was going to go with Microsoft. And then I got to the point where I had to decide what console I wanted. And, you know, at this point of my life, I consider myself to be more of a casual gamer. So for me, the S made sense. And again, I've explained my reasonings for, for picking the Series S, um, uh, you know, in the Series S video. I'm not going to go into them in super great detail. Uh, the TLDR is, I love the S. It was absolutely the right choice for me. I have absolutely no regrets in buying it. Uh, and if I was faced with the exact same situation, I would have made the exact same choice. So let's go up to a week before the S comes out. And at that point, I'm thinking, well, damn. What am I going to play when I get this thing? Because... Cyberpunk had been delayed yet again, and we're going to talk a lot about Cyberpunk in the latter half of this video, or uh, podcast. See, this is the problem. I'm transitioning between YouTube and podcasting, and i got to remember what medium I am on. So, Cyberpunk was supposed to be out on November 19th. It got delayed until December 10th. We all know that. We know it's out now. Um, so, here I have this console that I'm going to be getting on November 10th, and I don't know what I'm going to play on it. And a few people in my Discord um, had suggested checking out Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, I have not played an Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag. And to be honest, I probably didn't play Black Flag near enough to give it the actual... Uh, full run through and the credit that it deserves as a video game. So I was a little hesitant about jumping back into the Assassin's Creed sphere. And I do, I did what any smart human being does. I did my homework. I watched some trailers. I watched a few thoughts videos on it. I, I did, I read a few articles uh, and I started looking into what sort of experience it was going to be. And I thought, hey, this game actually doesn't look half bad. So I said, okay, well, you know what? Listen, it's launch day. You know, 
let's let's give Assassin's Creed Valhalla a try. And boy, oh boy, have I not been disappointed. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a fantastic video game. Uh, again, I did a Talking Points video on it. It's in the description of the show. Uh, but I made that video at about 22 hours of playtime. And now I am up over 50 hours of playtime. And my feelings have emboldened a little bit since I recorded that video. Um, it's not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. And to be fair, I am someone who believes there is no such thing as a perfect video game. There is, there is no such thing. Every single video game that has ever existed has a fault of some kind. A lot of those faults are changed from one person to the next because, you know, opinions are, are, are personal. They're very subjective, but there is, to me, there is no such thing as a perfect video game. And Assassin's Creed is definitely not a perfect video game. But I have played the absolute hell out of it when I've had free time for the last month. And I absolutely love it. It is fun. The story is great. The combat mechanics can be a little bit weird at times. But I've really enjoyed playing the game. It has been the first action RPG style game that I have played and enjoyed in years. I would say the last game of that style that I enjoyed that much was probably Horizon Zero Dawn. That's probably the last time I enjoyed a game of that style to the extent that I've enjoyed it. And I know, like, again, I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima. A lot of people have been on me about that. I'm not going to play it uh, just at this point unless it's something that ends up you know, being released cross-platform later on, which is probably not going to happen. So I'm probably not going to play Ghost of Tsushima at any point. Uh, I, I've seen people stream it. It looks fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong. But for me, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was the game I needed at the time I needed it. Um, it was there. It looks beautiful on the Series S. I'm sure it looks even better on the Series X and the PS5. Um... It's easy to get lost in the world. There's lots of stuff to do. Uh, the controls are nice. It plays really well. It's There are some buggy issues with some of the side quests and stuff um, that I'm sure they will iron out in a patch at some point. I'm looking forward to see what DLC is going to bring to that game. I'm, I'm looking for. I haven't beat the main story. And now that Cyberpunk is here, it will probably be after Christmas before I circle back to it. But I kind of left it in a good place where I don't, like, like I'm going to be able to pick it up in a month. And I feel like it's going to be okay. But again, it was just a great, a great game at the time I needed it. Another great game at the time I needed it. And I, I, listen... Anybody who's ever listened to a podcast of mine, if you've listened to me on the Press Row podcast, uh, if you've read sports articles I've written in the past, I am the first person to admit that out of all the big sport games out there, NBA is always the one that I tend to avoid. Mainly because it comes out around the same time as hockey. And I'm a Canadian, and I like hockey. And I've gushed many, 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 many times about how much I love the NHL series and where it's at and whatnot. And I, I did pick up NHL 21 on the PS4. 
which kind of sucks because obviously I can't just get it on Xbox Series S because, you know, it just doesn't work like that. So I decided, well, I'm going to pick up NBA for next gen. And one of the reasons why I wanted to pick up NBA for next gen is because of how they integrated the My League and the My GM together into the My NBA mode. See that you could have all the, the fun customization of the My League stuff with the RPG elements of My GM. And listen, I uh, like like no word of lie. You are hard pressed to find a sports game better than NBA 2K21 on next gen ever. The game on so many levels is just fantastic. If this is the first true next-gen sports game, and it is the first true next-gen sports game, I mean, you can play Madden on next-gen, you can play MLB The Show on next-gen, but they're they're not crafted for next-gen. It's going to be next year, maybe the year after, before we get next-gen versions of those. I'm sure MLB the MLB the show coming out in the spring with COVID and stuff, I'm sure it'll be next gen enhanced. Um I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they said, "Listen guys, like it's going to have to be in a patch like after a month or so." Again, with COVID and everything that's going on, um I'm giving the developers of any game full rope to take as long as they want to implement stuff because I can tell you as somebody who works on a game, COVID has been an absolute nightmare for trying to get anything done. And we're already pretty sophisticatedly remote. I mean, at OOTP, we've got people in Germany and people in France and Canada and the U.S. and and, and all over the world. So, I mean, we're already pretty sophisticatedly, sophisticatedly working remotely. And we still have issues <laughs> that have been enhanced by COVID. But NBA 2K, crafted for next-gen, if this is the first real next-gen sports game, I am super excited and over the moon for the future of next-gen sports games. Again, NBA 2K on next-gen, it's not perfect. It's not the, it's not a 10 out of 10. But it plays amazing on the court. The players are smart. The movement is fluid. Again, there's some control input issues from time to time. But I think that's going to be the factor of they can do so much more with ratings translating to movements and player models and the fluidity of it that it's going to take some programming nuances to try to get the inputs to match up. And I completely kind of understand why sometimes the inputs are a little weird. But the game is 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 tech sim deep. Um, like again, the, 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 my NBA mode, it's, it's, it is so deep. It's equivalent to a text sim sports game, which is insane. Again, like, you know, people have, people have often said, oh man, we wish we, we could get OOTP's depth and MLB the show's graphics. That's what you get with my, with NBA 2K. You're getting a console sports game and a PC sports management game rolled into one and it's fantastic i I loved it because there's just so much to do it's so deep and then you can go in and play this visually stunning um fluid movement sort of game Uh, and then you get into the my team part of it where there's lots of content tons of stuff to do 
Um, you know, again, I, I haven't spent a dime in my team, and I feel like I've still got great cards. I feel like it's fun. There's always different things for me to do online, offline, whatever my, you know, current flavor is. Um, so that's really, like, for the last month, or for the first month of the next-gen consoles, those are the two games where I've really spent my time. I've been playing some PGA, which is not really enhanced for next-gen. I mean, it looks a little better. Um, but again, I think PGA was a great game this year. But, but you know, with for me, my first two quote-unquote next-gen experiences with Assassin's Creed Valhalla and uh, NBA 2K21 have just been amazing. It has done so much to reinvigorate my gaming spirit. And so that brings us to now. And Cyberpunk 2077. Which, as of the recording of this podcast, I have not played yet. Because I'm a busy guy. Um, I didn't get a chance to play it yesterday because Thursday's a really busy day for me at work. And um, plus I'm doing some training for an upcoming position I'm going to be taking. So, a lot of stuff happening. But I am going to get to dive into it today. And I have watched in the last 48 hours probably anywhere from 8 to 10 hours of people streaming the game. Mostly watching side quest stuff and trying to stay away from main story. I'm not a huge person who thinks that spoilers is a big deal. Now, I'm not going to drop spoilers like on a podcast. I take the revealing of spoilers seriously. But I am not a person who really cares if something gets spoiled to me or not. I live my life on social media due to, you know, choice and employment. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of unavoidable. And what a ride this cyberpunk game has been. Announced eight years ago. Supposed to be out in March. Supposed to be out in November. Supposed to be out in December. It came out in December. And I think there's a lot of factors and a lot of things being said after the fact that are just, you know, almost too predictable. The game was overhyped to the moon. We all knew this. Anybody with a pulse and half a brain could see that Cyberpunk 2077 was overhyped, had a zero, zero percent chance of living up to the expectations that people had set for it. Even if the game had no bugs, even if the game was a graphical masterpiece, even if the game was expertly scripted with great story and whatever, it was never, ever going to live up to the hype that people had created for it. People were expecting, like, Majora's Mask. Like a 10 out of 10, 9.9 out of 10, absolute masterpiece, best game of the generation. Like, that's what people were expecting. And the people who went into it with those expectations, I mean, it doesn't matter what the game was. You were setting yourself up to be disappointed. And, you know, it's hard because I'm a person that I've always, like, I live my life by the mantra, play games, have fun. 
games are supposed to be fun. If you're playing a game and it's not fun, then I ask you the question, why are you playing that game? Games are meant to be fun. And I can tell by watching the streams that I've watched and the videos that I've watched and, and, and listening to people talk about it, that, 20, that Cyberpunk's going to be fun, that I'm going to enjoy it. That I'm gonna have a hell of a time with my street kid who's looking to get up in the in the world and make something of his life. Um, I know I'm gonna have fun, and if I get to a point where I don't have fun, I'm probably gonna stop playing it because that's what video games are supposed to be. I, I, like, I've seen so many hot takes, and here's the other funny part about this. Before I go down the road, so the review embargo lifted on Monday. And I, again, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I don't put any stock into reviews anymore. You don't know who's got an agenda. Uh, there are a lot of reviews now are filled with, with more personal opinion than actual fact. Um, there are a few reviewers out there that I still, um, that I still trust and, and, and watch their content. ACG being the very top of that pile. I think if you ever are looking for an honest opinion and review of a game if you're not going to acg on youtube then you're doing yourself a disservice he's the best reviewer in the world bar none hands down um but like you know the review embargo lifts and and they you know they're mostly 90 plus you get a couple of low outliers which uh again i'm not going to make accusations but at some point when you have 30 reviews and 28 of them are 90 plus and you've got someone in the 70s, at that point, are you doing it for clickbait? Or do you really have that many issues that nobody else has that you want to review the game this low? I tend to think it's the former. But anyway. Wednesday rolls around and the streaming embargo lifts. Wednesday at, uh, I think it was 7 a.m. Eastern. 6 a.m. Eastern maybe. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, here's the game in the wild on PC. Here's the game in the wild on console. Here's the game in the wild on current-gen consoles, next last-gen consoles. I don't know. Are we saying current-gen, last-gen, or is it current-gen, next-gen now? I don't even know. Somebody let me know, please, which one we're doing. And you've got all these wonderful people who are in chat rooms and on Twitter and, and on Reddit saying, man, this is such a bad game. Having never picked up a controller and having watched 30 seconds of a stream, they've written it off. Horrible game. Now, here's the thing. And I feel like I've said this several times already. Cyberpunk is by far not a perfect game. Some of the issues that have cropped up, especially on PS4 and Xbox One, my word. Like, that's just not acceptable. Um, there's graphical issues, there's controller issues, um, there's issues with with things happening, uh, like with uh, genitalia sticking through the clothing. The epilepsy stuff is inexcusable in my mind. And, and I know, again, I, I'm usually pretty, like, not so harsh on games. But the epilepsy stuff with the brain dance, that's inexcusable to me that that makes it to retail. Absolutely. CDP, if, if, the, if the one thing that they have, if I had to pick the one thing 
that they have done wrong through all of this. The fact that that epilepsy stuff made it to retail should be embarrassing for CDPR, and somebody should be fired over that happening. Like, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to look at that scene and say, man, the way those lights flash, that might be a problem for some people. I'm just saying, that part that's the one part about the game that is absolutely inexcusable to me. But, you know, you, you look at what's there and you look at CDPR's history with, with The Witcher 3 especially being the one that everybody usually points to as the gold standard of, of, of CDPR and one of the gold standards of action-based RPGs. And you look at you know, how they supported that game after it came out uh, with the free DLCs, with the paid DLCs, with the patches, with the updates. And you just know that CDPR is going to make Cyberpunk a better game in the long run. Um, again, I'm looking forward to diving into it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I'll probably do a playthrough with my street kid and then I will probably wait for patches slash... DLC to come out before I do another playthrough. Maybe probably do uh, uh, Corpo. I think the second one. And that's the other part about this is you know is there's going to be DLC. It's it's going to be replayable. There's going to be a lot of fun. They're eventually going to have a next gen patch. Um, but it, you know this whole aura that Cyberpunk was supposed to be this perfect experience, and again like. If if you went into this thinking that Cyberpunk 2077 was going to be the perfect video game and that it was going to live up to the hype, like you just you set yourself up for failure. Um, you know, I've had somebody ask me yesterday, well, do you think it, it, it's a good game? And I said, well, I said that's subjective because A, I haven't played it, but I feel like I've watched enough of it to be able to say I'm going to enjoy it and then it's going to be fun. It'll be interesting to see how it feels when I get a controller in my hand and and start going through and gunning down bad guys and, and blowing through side quests and crafting stuff. And, you know, again, I'm not expecting it to be a perfect experience, but that's not the measuring stick that I use to evaluate the game. And it's not the measuring stick that you guys should use to evaluate the game either. To me, there is only one question anybody ever needs to ask themselves on whether they should play or continue playing a video game. And that is, am I having fun? And if the answer is yes, keep playing it. And if no, stop playing it. Period. And another thing... And, and I've talked about this on Twitter, and I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast before, but my opinion of a game shouldn't influence your opinion of a game. I will gladly answer, if you ask me, hey, what do you think of this? Do you think the controls are this? Um, do you think that you know the graphics are good, bad, and different? I will answer those questions, but I would never tell you to play a game based on my opinion of it. I will give you my opinion and I will let you make that choice. But 
I would never say to you, Cyberpunk 2077 is a must-play game. You need to play it. Because maybe it's not for you. Just because you like Witcher 3 doesn't mean you're going to like Cyberpunk. Maybe you're a horse and sword person and not a bike and gun person. It's the GTA Red Dead Redemption thing. There are people who like GTA and don't like Red Dead Redemption. Even though they're made by the same company and they're essentially, and I know I know I'm going to get some hate for this, but they're essentially the same game. I mean, obviously they're vastly different games, but same premise. Some people don't like cowboys. Some people don't like drug addicts and cars. It's choice. Again, to me, the only thing that matters is whether you're having fun with a game. And if you think you're going to have fun with it, then give it a try. And if you have a blast, keep playing it. And if at some point the fun wanes and you're not having fun anymore, stop playing it. That's just me. Um, I've had a blast with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's been, like I said earlier, the most fun I've had with a game in some time. I've had a blast playing NBA 2K. Um, loving it. My Knicks franchise, we're just about to turn the corner. We just signed Giannis. So we're making some moves in the Knicks franchise, but I've been having some fun with it. And it's one of those things where it, I, I try to do my best to steer the conversation on social media, but I know it's a losing battle. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you've made it to this point of the podcast, number one, I appreciate you and your ears. I thank you so much for listening to the show. I could not make the show without your support. And your listening ears to these episodes. And two, have fun. Have fun with games. Please, I implore you, play games, have fun. Period. Play games, have fun. That's what it's all about. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of The Snaggle Show. I've got some good stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, Game of the Year award stuff in the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to be doing a, I think we're going to be doing a press row podcast as well for our sports games of the year, but I'm also going to reveal that here. I'm thinking the game of the year podcast, I'm probably going to break it up into multiple, maybe, but we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll record it as one big long one, uh, for the snaggy awards and we'll split it up or we'll uh, take it to the YouTube as well. But anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. If you're listening on Google podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on anchor.fm slash the snaggle show or any podcast app of choice on Android or iOS or your web browser. Thank you so much. Again, I could not do it without your support. Uh, and until next time, peace. <laughs>